0: You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. So, this week, a special Memorial Day edition of Ladylike, and I did something kind of cute where I just didn't record the the podcast. And honestly, I'm very surprised that it's taken 28 weeks for me to fuck up this bad. Uh, So, if you think about it, I'm actually doing a good job. Um... (laughs) But anyways, I didn't uh, I didn't record with anyone, so you Lucky Ducks, you get two live stories. Uh, one is from Rima Parikh, and she talks about shitting in a bag. And the other is from Jessie Morner Ritt, who talks about uh, wanting to fuck her mom. Uh, <laughs> to put it mildly. Your first story is going to come from Rima Parikh. Rima is a Chicago comic, and she runs a... Monthly show at the Sleeping Village called Just Us Gals. This was recorded in May of two thousand and nineteen. Here's
1: Rima Parikh. Hello. Uh, Woo.
2: I think that the only way that we can fully um, heal from our trauma and move on is uh, by sharing it. Which is why, like for like for me, like for me, like I need to tell you guys that in March. 2019, um, I shit in a bag. Uh, absolutely no reason to bury the lead. I shit in a bag. It's what happened. Uh, and listen, I know that there's a lot of, you know, there's, I've learned that, like, there's a lot of judgment when you say I've shit in a bag out loud to other people. And I just want everyone to know that, like, I didn't know that I would grow up to be a bitch who shits in a bag, you know? This, this was never a plan. I didn't want this to be... I am, but you know now it is. And honestly, I think it's a little brave. Um, I think it's pretty brave. Uh, I don't know why there isn't like a list somewhere of like revolutionary women that change the world and shit in a bag. Maybe there should be. Maybe there shouldn't be. I don't know. I'm just a bag shitter. Um, so what happened was my roommate was in the bathroom uh, at a 8 a.m. on a Tuesday. Uh, Lily and Denise Wong, look her ass up. Uh, <laughs> she was in the bathroom at 8 a.m. on a Tuesday, peak bathroom hours for 30 full minutes, okay? Like, I don't know if that's just like being, in like, half an hour? I don't know if that's like being inconsiderate, terrorism, like whatever the word is for that, right? She's in there. I okay. I've been up for a couple of hours. (laughs) Humble brag. Um, I've had a lot of coffee. I had a really fucked up pizza the night before. Like my stomach is like going through it. Okay, and I'm like, oh man. She's gonna have to leave soon, but like she's not gonna be in there forever, right? Like she's gonna be out in like a minute. Like it's not a big deal. I'll just wait. Uh, Slowly it starts to become a big deal. Like I'm in my room and I'm just, I'm freaking out. Like I'm starting to sweat. Like I'm shaking from poop. I'm dizzy from poop, okay? Um, And I'm like, I don't know what to do right now, I can either, I have two options, I can either wait it out or I can let, just let it go, right? And like, I want to disclose that like, I took a very long time with the first option, like I waited for a while, okay? And then eventually I was just like, I'm not going to have a choice if I don't make the decision and like empower myself. Uh, (laughs) An important note, I did have a bag. Um, And I think that kind of changes things. Paper or Still eco-friendly, kind of, right? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. So I shared this bag, and uh, <laughs> that's not exciting. Uh, but like, I, when it first happened, I told like a few people, and they all like, said the same thing to me. They were just like. Mm-hmm. Why did not you just knock on your roommate's door? (laughs) Why don't you just... Or, like, why don't you just knock on the bathroom door? Like, why don't you just knock, right? And it's just, like, so funny that, like, everyone always has a bunch of opinions (laughs) on on how to do things, you know? They're like, oh, this is what you should eat. Like, oh, you should get married before your grandma dies. Like, oh, you should be in the toilet. Like, Like... what I would do next, right? Like, okay, so I would knock on the bathroom door, and then what? Talk to my roommate? No, you psycho. <laughs> like, I would much rather shit in a bag <laughs> than confront anyone, like, talk to anyone, right? Like, I would prefer that. And like, how would that even happen? Like, I feel like I'd have to knock on the door, and I would literally have to just be like, I'm going to poop right now. Like, that's gonna freak someone out. Like I was literally shaking and like, I'm s- dripping with sweat. Side note, isn't that a little suspicious that like the symptoms of a really bad poop are the same as like an okay orgasm? I don't know, it's a, little, it's
1: a little suspicious.
2: There's no way I would've knocked on the door and been like, hey, I need to use the bathroom without just like singing it, you know? Like sounding like I was about to poop. Um, <laughs> And so, okay, I pooped in a bag because that's the best option there is, right? Like a bag, not gonna make eye contact with you, okay? Uh, a bag's not gonna ask follow-up questions. Uh, a bag is not gonna text you asking if you bought eggs yet, no punctuation, you know, like
1: that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And like the worst part of it, I think, wasn't even, like shitting the bag and then like sprinting outside to like throw it in the dumpster before anyone saw it, right? Like I think the worst part of it was like coming back from the dumpster trip uh, and then just sitting on my bed and then just feeling angst, right? Like there isn't enough media out there that tells you how much angst you're gonna feel when you've pooped in a place that you were not supposed to poop in. <laughs>
1: like
2: I just sat on my bed and like turned on that Sushan album about his mom dying. Like I'm just like Song about shitting in a bag, like that's what I want. Uh, I, don't know. I remember I I told uh, one of one of my friends about this, um, and he was like, he was just like so dumb about it. He was like, wow, that's like crazy that you like shit in a bag, and then like you shit in the bag, and then you didn't even like like you didn't poop on the floor at all. <laughs> like that's really amazing, and I was like. shit? Of course I pooped on the floor a little bit. <laughs> and it felt imp- important to include and so now and I'm flustered um, <laughs> I don't know I I called my mom what if or no I didn't call my mom first my first person I called after it happened uh, just like around what like 8 30 it's been a long it's been a long time um, I called my my best friend from childhood and it was like hey I shit in a bag and <laughs> she was like I'm at work <laughs> I
1: thought that
2: wow, bitch, way to brag about having a job, <laughs> whatever. Um, and then the second person I, I called and told about it was my mom. She always knows how to make me feel better. She's like supportive to a fault, right? Like I told her what happened and she was just like, you know what? It happens to
1: everyone. <laughs> and I was
2: like, bitch, does it? No, she's <laughs> like, no, no, it happened to me too. Like me too. And I was like, I don't think that's how the hashtag works. Um, <laughs> <okay>? <laughs> It happened to me and she told me about this time two decades ago where she was driving to work in a snowstorm, she had to poop really bad, and then she parked in the parking lot at work and she was just like, okay, if I walk inside my job and I walk through the parking lot, like there's so much snow that it's gonna take me so long to walk that I will shit myself on the way. And so she made an executive decision shit in a plastic bag that she just, like, had in her car, and then she took that and then, like, threw it buried it in the snow, like, <laughs>
1: like,
2: a, a smart uh, hunting dog, and then, <laughs> and then just went inside and went to work, and I was like, this is strength. <laughs> like, is this what intergenerational trauma is? American and Pacific Islander History Month, which means um, and I should end it on that. Um, I, made, I made a strong Asian woman that is shit in a bag, and I should not be made a pariah just because I keep fucking telling everyone about
0: it. At our live show, we put out slips of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting lady-like stories, and these are some of those stories. I'm going to read them by the, myself, like a psychopath. Um, okay, this, this one even for me is a little much. I love smelling my gross belly button when I haven't showered in a week, because depression be like that. Anyways, my belly button smells disgusting, which I don't know... <laughs> I don't know if we needed the recap, but I admire that they're owning it. Um, when I was in high school, girls would like take their earrings out and then like smell their fingers from their ear. Here's another one. One time, I really had to pee during sex and wanted it to be over soon since I was sleepy. So I pretended to come and squirt, but really just peed on the guy. He was really into it. And you know what? All my friends have theater majors, and people say you won't ever use them. So you, can, you can use them. To be able to just pee a little bit and not r- really drench the guy, I think is the, um, <laughs> the most interesting part of that. Just to do a little, a little squirt is really impressive. Get to your kegels for that one. Okay, here's another one. I recently had to scoop a clump of period blood out of the shower because it wouldn't go down the drain. That is a big one. Like a leech. I imagine it like when you're... Uh, like when you're w- how they used to make wine in the old days where they like stomp around in those buckets. <laughs> okay, here we go. I, I pooped my pants at my first high school party dressed as a nerd. My mom stopped at Wendy's on the way to the party where I ate a triple Baconator. I ran to the nearby Kmart and left my soiled... Buffs in the water closet. Okay, this one this one's kind of a this one's kind of a a long one. I was hooking up with a guy I had a crush on during study abroad. The the age old story. Um, we were both extremely drunk. Mid hookup. I felt like I was going to throw up, so as quietly and ladylike as possible. I excused myself to go to the bathroom, where I proceeded to throw up into the sink, which did not end up draining. That is, that is classic. I've seen that firsthand. Um, sinks are not good, I don't think. They don't really... You should be able to puke into The drain should be big enough for chunks. Anyways, um, so I did the only thing I could think of, which was to scoop my own puke into my bare hands from the sink into the toilet. I flushed my puke, washed my hands brushed my teeth, and went back to my room where I proceeded to blow him. Oh, that is commitment. Time, when I was in college, I puked in my hands one time. But it, wasn't, I, it was not my 21st birthday. It was my friend's 21st birthday, but I did all the heavy lifting, and then I barfed in my hands. Okay, I was in the hospital. This one is wild. I was in the hospital for a spinal surgery and got constipated from the morphine. I had to make a bowel movement before they would let me leave. On day five of no pooping, I was in a lot of pain and they decided laxatives weren't working well enough. The nurses said I needed an enema and I was like, yeah, fine. Just get this shit out of me. The nurse turned me on my side to insert the enema tube. I should clarify, the nurse was a woman. She put the enema tube up my vagina instead of my asshole. (laughs) (laughs) All I could say was wrong hole. Another nurse grabbed the tube and pushed her out of the way. In the end, I got three enemas and finally took the shit of a lifetime. My aunt later informed me (laughs) that she has never smelled anything as foul as that. Mind-blowing stuff. A trained medical professional uh, did that and not not an 18-year-old lacrosse player, which is what it sounds like jesus fuck our next live story comes from jesse mourner Ritt. jesse is a new york comic and she has a web series coming out tomorrow called saas presents international travel this was recorded in january of 2019 here's Jessie mourner writ
3: Um, This is going to sound kind of a bit twee and um, manic pixie, but um, I was really sexed up as a kid. Um, I just freaking loved um, sex. Um, My best friend in preschool was the daughter of a porn star. so we were like very well familiar with her mom's um, sex room, where, which was just kind of like a playroom for us. Um, but when I was in preschool, um, my parents were called because I had um, kissed a boy in the sandbox against his will um, and they described it on the phone as your daughter has committed an act of sexual assault um, which was kind of like just a sweet way of me kind of dipping my toes in um, you know kind of feminism and power and, and all, those, all those kind of fun things um, So, yeah, I kissed him against his will, but I did think in my mind that we were kind of doing this back and forth thing where, like, he didn't want it, and I did. Um, (laughs) And I thought it was us flirting. Um, But I was really real sexed up, and um, I was always really, I think kind of the root of it was I was always um, really, really attracted to my mom.
1: Um, good, good, I've actually
3: always dreamed of saying that I knew, him. i can just kind of letting it sit <laughs> and just kind of hearing it reverberate. Um, I was really attracted to my mom and, um, she has an incredible rack and <laughs> she's <laughs> incredibly emotionally withholding. So when you pair those two things together, when you pair those two things together, it's a lot of sexual tension existing in a household. Um, It was like I just like I loved kissing her, you know. I was always just kind of training like, and she she kind of physically just kind of didn't pull me off. And um, I loved her boobs. I I thought they were like. Incredible headrests for me again kind of just like lightly pushed away um, When I tried to lay my head there Um, until You know, I had a lot of feelings for my mom and When I was in fifth grade, I found all my parents sex toys um, And their condoms which I started counting to see, kind of how often my dad got to fuck my mom. <laughs> um, in good news, in good news, you guys. Like sometimes when you're married, you can have sex all the time. Okay, that's kind of one thing I found out. But um I, when I found my parents' sex toys in fifth grade, I lined them up all by the door. Um, <laughs> So, I lined them up by the door and they came home and I was like, we gotta talk. I was like, I see glow-in-the-dark dice here, I've never seen that before. Um, Like, I see these glowy, like they're jelly handcuffs, which to me blew my mind because they reminded me a lot of bracelets that glowed. So I was like, we gotta talk, and they're like, no, we gotta talk. like about boundaries, you know, because like this is like our kind of like this is our sexual world and you don't get to be a part of it. And I was like why? <laughs> um I don't really get why like you get to have all this fun with mom and I try to kiss her and it's just like weird and gross. And while we were having this conversation, I would say certain things, my mom would go um So that was like kind of one instance um, of me kind of like exploiting my mom as a sexual object. Um, She really is an incredible um, woman who's like driven and smart and I reduced her to a sex object in my mind for all of my childhood. And, um, but also I did have fun with my dad. Um, Okay. (laughs) Actually the minute that sentence left my mouth, I was like, right. Uh, No, when I was in, like, fourth grade, we were at a family vacation, and my grandparents were talking about, like, how they, how kids know more than we think they know. And my parents were like, yeah, Jesse probably sees things that, like, we don't even know she sees. And I was like, yeah. Like, one time I saw my dad kissing his own penis. (laughs) My grandparents excused themselves. Um, they were also my mom's parents. they uh, so kind of just like excuse themselves from the table. And my dad was like, why would you say that? He just kind of looked at me and he's like, why would you ever say that? And I was like, I, it's funny.
1: Uh, and so
3: I was I was incredibly sexed up. And um, do be sexed up. Um, uh, even I mean if I don't have a sex dream about my mom at this point yeah I have about two to three sex dreams about my mom a, a week and we're never having like full sex but we are dry humping and I to completion and I'm always waking up aroused um, and you know <laughs> I wish you guys could see her <laughs> She's just like, she's just like hot. <laughs> like there's something about her body that's like, uh, like it's like curvy in all the right places. <laughs> Um, but what I thought was really fucked up like later on and when I talk about it now to all of my closest friends um, is that like I had all these issues with her about like I just wanted to have sex with her to like be close to her you know and I thought it was I thought it was weird that she was having sex but not like having sex with me um, and but my dad I was just like Good for you, dude. <laughs> like, there was never a moment that I thought it was like weird. Or I, there was never a moment that I was like mad at my dad. You know? When, when I was in ninth grade, um, we were in the jacuzzi with me, my mom, my dad, and my mom's parents. And um, that was the time I outed my mom as a whore. <laughs> I was, like, do you guys? I like told her dad. I was like, "Do you know that your daughter fucks my dad all the time?" <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I think I was just pretty pent up and angry. And I was like, "I found a corset," and the whole time my mom's like, <laughs> just like wishing it would disappear. Um, but I was uh, really close with my dad, and um, my dad and I used to go to uh, Starbucks. <laughs> Um we used to go to Starbucks every Friday because uh, my dad was incredibly metrosexual which also was like I was like mom I like candles I like baths if that's something you're into uh we can make this work um but so my dad and I went to Starbucks um like every Friday like when I was in middle school and we would like talk about you know anything and um uh, over kind of a matcha and jazz. And <laughs> um, when I lost my virginity in high school, I was, because I didn't, I lost it on prom, cause I didn't want to give a blowjob, but I ended up having to give a blowjob anyway. <laughs> um, but so then when I lost my virginity, I was like so panicked cause he was like, I need to tell my dad <laughs> and I don't know how I'm gonna break it to him that like, his little girl is like no longer like a sweet little girl you know like I've been penetrated.
1: And I didn't know how I was
3: gonna tell him that. And uh, so we were like sitting down. I was like a senior in high school. Anyone else? Who's their virginity? Okay. Um, so I was a senior in high school and we were like sitting down having a coffee and I was like Dad, I have to tell you something, and it's gonna be really hard for you to hear. So I just kind of buckle up. Um, It's gonna be really hard for you to hear. And he was like, okay. And I was like, um, I'm no longer the sweet girl you used to know. I'm no longer the sweet girl you used to know. I had sex with Will Raleigh. And um, (laughs) he was like, you've been a virgin this whole time. (laughs) I was like, oh, right. (laughs) Like I've literally been wanting to fuck my mom since I came out the womb. (laughs) Like my dad was not, that did nothing for him, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, I did recently do a show where they like brought us up by our, um, like our kind of a reoccurring dream and my parents came to the show. And I was like, oh, the reoccurring dream is that like I have sex with my mom. And so they like introduced it. And then afterward, my mom and I were getting a burrito. And (laughs) kind of just going on like a little date. (laughs) She's stunning and she eats. Um, And she was like, (laughs) she's like, we should talk about that dream you (laughs) have. And I was like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, yeah, totally, we can talk about it whenever. And she's like, sorry, I'm getting a phone call. (laughs) I gotta go. I'm like, you've never wanted to talk about it ever. Um, But yeah, she's really, really um, stunning and beautiful. And just kind of usually, I've never made any moves on her. I want you guys all to just like relax in that, okay? Like I've I've never like actively pursued her, but it's been like, will she, won't she? (laughs) Make a move on her mom. And I've like never been very close with my sister who's younger and I was like talking to her recently and like my sister just turned 21 so like she's, um. She can drink alcohol now, so we both had kind of a glass of wine, and I was like, hey. I was like, do you ever, you know, mom's (laughs) beautiful. I was like, hey, do you, do you, do you think about mom? (laughs) And she was like, I don't know what you're trying to say. And I was like, totally. (laughs)
0: I was like okay let me reframe it
3: (laughs) when you're like at a bar is it like easier to like hit on men because it's like dad's chill as hell any guy will fuck you but then when you're like kind of getting uh, kind of establishing a connection with a woman and you're feeling kind of excited (laughs) do you ever do you ever get nervous because you're like Mom never wanted to fuck me. So, like, what? How do you feel? Do you think about mom? How many wet dreams have you had about mom? And she was like... (laughs) Thank you guys so much.
0: You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Your stories have come from jesse mourner ritt and rima parikh i'm jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me if you'd like to check out our live show it happens every third monday of the month at cafe mustache in logan square our live show is produced by carly ballerini allison dunn sarah sherman and myself the theme song is performed by natalie grace alford make sure to follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at ladylife chicago and to subscribe and rate this podcast and we'll see you next week